it's fun to do an experiment like this because it's forcing you to compare songs and whittle down a list in a way that you otherwise wouldn't, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at any list, the sole function of any list is to make the people upset. Like, no one ever has a good <laughs> relationship with any list sure, yeah. because it's it's inherently subjective and it leaves – and you're much more passionate about the things it leaves off than the things it includes. You're listening to It's All Dead, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. I'm Kyle Hawk. All right. Welcome. It's March Madness at It's All Dead. Uh, I'm Kyle Hawk, Editor-in-Chief at itsalldead.com. And joining me is the one and only Brock Benefiel. Brock, what's up? Not much, Kyle. It is St. Patrick's Day. You're not wearing green. Are you? But I, I have a green undershirt. Oh, okay. And Angie's List Band of Neighbors green undershirt, <laughs> which is That's a uh, deep cut. It's a deep cut. Probably not a joke with <laughs> the podcast, but uh, it, it, it makes you and I laugh. So, yeah. Welcome, cool. everybody. Uh, yeah, good to be back. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. I don't know why Day. I'm welcoming people to your podcast. <laughs> Dude, you do what you got to do, man. Um, no, welcome back to you as well. Yeah. Uh, Great and to be here again. <laughs> I wasn't planning what on this. What are we this. talking about? I think it's. Uh, Probably hard to guess what you and I are going to talk about on this podcast. Yeah. So, it's nothing we've ever touched on before, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. This is new ground for us. Not really, but I think that, uh, you know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, hopefully you'll enjoy this. And um, because it's arbitrary, it's serious, it's pointless, but it's really fun. Um, it's March Madness. And um, last week, somebody named Carrington Harrison. So it's a great name. Yeah. It's a dude on Twitter. Tweets out Kanye Madness. He made a bracket of 64 Kanye West songs broken up like the NCAA uh, basketball tournament bracket form and just said, hey, world, here you go. Not thinking probably that anybody was going to care. And like literally in the span of 24 hours, this thing blew up. Uh, Everybody was tweeting about it. Everybody was like filling out their own Kanye bracket. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, like, this is silly. Like, nobody's probably going to care about this. And, like, literally a day later, I was at South by Southwest in Austin last week. And people were talking about this random thing, you know, like, in a, in a setting where, like, who cares? For some reason, and I want to talk about why this happened, but we're also going to get into We each filled out a bracket. We're yeah. going to talk through it a little bit, talk about some of the matchups that stood out. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk about why this bracket matters. But before we get into that, um, what are you uh, having to, to drink as we this podcast is, today? This is, Kyle, uh, this is a Bully Porter. It's from the Boulevard Brewing Company. Uh, it's in a robust American porter. Um, there is a bulldog with human hands, <laughs> and he's in a bulldog. He's in a, he has a bow tie and a suit on. Um, he looks like a man named Charles. Uh, and, yeah, he's he's advertising the beer. It's, it's a beer for dog people, but <laughs> but – I find it delicious. Well, Kyle, what are you drinking? I'm having Boulevard Brewing as well. This is the oat pale ale from their tasting room. The reason I uh, brought but these no, out for no us, dog people on no, the on the no. See, this one's still like you know they're still working on it, so it doesn't have like an official logo for this uh, flavor. But the reason I brought this out, March Madness is going on, but it's also spring training. Baseball season's about to start. Boulevard Brewing is uh, a company out of Kansas City, Missouri. Fantastic. That's what I like to enjoy when I go to Royals games out in Kansas City or when I'm watching them at home. So yeah. Boulevard Brewing, uh, they're getting out there. Like It's it's much wider than KC now. So uh, if you enjoy beer and are at your local supermarket or beer store, 
Look for Boulevard Brewing, I guess. Boulevard Brewing, the official beer of drinking away your Kansas City Royal <laughs> sadness in 2018. Exactly. Man, they are paying us so much for this spot, and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this bracket. Before we talk about the bracket, why did why did this happen? Why did this some random person tweeted this and it became this huge thing? And I didn't we, really pay attention to it. Like you were the one. I don't. I'm so, I'm just so very. Uh, I'm not very often on Twitter unless I'm trying to promote stuff, yeah. which is what a great addition I am <laughs> to Twitterverse. Um, so I didn't see it. You were the one. You you told me about it, and then I found it. Yeah. Um. This this guy does not have many followers. Am I? Uh, it looks or, like he has a fair amount. Okay. Um, is he a writer? Where, where did this guy come I from? I really don't know much about the guy. His name's Carrington? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So he uh, tweets us out. I, just as I was looking before we got on, there's like 30,000 retweets of it. But the big thing is everybody's like tweeting their own photo yeah, of their bracket sure. and stuff and kind of having the conversation. He, from what I read, there were like, I read several different stories of like people reached out to like interview this guy. Like, what? why did you do this? Or, you know, whatever. And he had said something, I, I I could be remembering this from something different, but I think what I'd read is that he was listening to College Dropout, Spaceship was playing, and he thought to himself, like, this is somebody's favorite Kanye West song. Like, yeah. I don't think about this song very much, but somebody, this is like their favorite song. So then it kind of led him to think like, wow, you know, what if we pitted all these songs against each other? Like, how would people choose? How would people, like, decide, like, what makes a Kanye West song great? And so he just worked with a friend uh, who kind of did, like, the... Uh, design of it because the Very songs well are like colored and styled as the album art is so that's kind of cool that's probably my favorite thing about it just from as from an aesthetic point yeah but there's the, there's, there's the name of, of three people on here and also chicago yeah so they're broke uh, <laughs> they're, they're the the brackets are broken up into regions chicago donda saint and then northwest so obviously his kids his mom and then where he's from that's kind of cool but his wife kim didn't make the bracket didn't make the cut Not as important um, as the second city yeah <laughs> the windy city so but again this this did become a thing and the last last time you were on the podcast we did the hip-hop title belt from last year we we previewed the possibility of a new kanye album and we were having that discussion of like at what point does the cultural relevance of new kanye music you know not meet that sort of like bigger than life place um that we've kind of seen in the past in the lead up to new music Something as trivial as this coming out and being a huge deal, does that say anything about Kanye's cultural relevance? Or was it just, could this bracket have been anybody? Could it have been Jay-Z and it still would have been? I, I don't think it would have been. I think there's something about Kanye and his discography in particular that made this something worth talking about, I guess. Well, Jay-Z would be an interesting one um, because there's just, there's more songs to choose from, right? But mm -hmm. there's a level of consistency to Kanye's albums and... Uh, the spectrum of his, song, his songs in terms of quality um, isn't as large as Jay-Z's, right? So um, it makes the the tension over what songs get excluded and what songs are included that much greater when we talk, when we talk about Kanye. Yeah. But um, I think we both decided Kanye loses cultural relevancy when he is no longer mentioned as a great American artist by Keith Olbermann. <laughs> we decided that last time. Keith. We hold steady back to that opinion. Uh, what did you think about it? Um, what did fact, I think about the... The fact that it blew up. I mean, what do you think that says about Kanye in 2018? I think it says that people still have a lot of fun talking about Kanye West. Kanye is more fun to talk about than Jay-Z right now, right? Yeah. Jay-Z was really interesting to talk about last year, um, and even the year before with Lemonade and 444, 
But Kanye, just in general, I think is a lot more fun to discuss. It's a bracket is fun. A bracket of Kanye yeah. West songs is fun. And the first thing that I thought, just as looking through it, and we're going to talk about the bracket itself, but the thing that sticks out to you, I mean, his, his discography is so diverse, right? I yeah. mean, how do you pit an 808 song against a college dropout song, right? I mean, they're so different. I mean, just from a, an auditory experience, the style of music is very different. So in that sense, it makes something like this really compelling because I think the way you fill it out says a lot about you and everybody has their own opinion about what era, what album of Kanye they identify most with. So in that sense, I think it kind of is interesting to see how people are looking at this bracket. We've both filled one out. We have not, I mean, you may have seen mine. No, I haven't I've, seen any of yours. We really haven't. We're going to talk about what we came up with and I'm really fascinated to see what the results are. But to me, it, I think it, 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 it made me excited again. It made me excited for a new Kanye West album. It made me excited that people were talking about it. Yeah. And just, I mean, kind of the atmosphere down in Austin. And I, I went to a Kanye West podcast recording as well. And it, the discussion was going on there. It was just kind of a sort of a little buzz thing that was just kind of fun. And to me, that's like, Oh, this is good. Like I don't feel like alone in kind of my, you know, interest in kanye west in 2018 i feel like this i'm worried that this might make this podcast a little too real but like do you think we could have had a fun kanye conversation a year ago mm -hmm. yeah and the probably silence not. is deafening <laughs> probably not right yeah i mean i you know i think there's still i i still deal with the fallout of some of the stuff like the meeting with trump and the bill cosby tweet right and, you know everything that happened leading up to the uh the life of pablo and some of the stuff afterwards so certainly this is probably this is probably a good thing for kanye west right yeah. he had no involvement in this but this like was actually good pr for him in right. that sense right so it's really interesting so before we talk about our choices, I would like to air some grievances. Oh my! Gosh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. With me personally? No, I'm airing my grievances about this bracket, and I'm sorry, Carrington, because I know that um, you know you probably didn't mean for this to happen. But you know, the first thing when the March Madness like college basketball bracket comes out, everybody's upset about who didn't get in, who got in, the matchups. So we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna share some thoughts that I have about this. First, Jesus is so underrepresented on this bracket that it really upsets me. Um, and I've kind of grown into a place where I feel like I'm ready to say Yeezus is Kanye's best album. Um, I just, I, there's four songs, four of the 64 are from Yeezus. And that just seems absolutely preposterous, excuse me, preposterous to me. Um, and even in that, how is hold my liquor? Not on this bracket. Like, are you, are it's you incredible. telling me Brock Benefield that, new workout plan deserved a spot on this bracket and hold my liquor did not I'm because not i'm telling you that at all that's one of my top five favorite <laughs> kanye songs mine as well and it really bothers me kyle on site is not on here a great point um so the four Jesus songs that are new slaves black skinhead which is spelled wrong it's put black skinheads here um also ultralight beams instead of ultralight beam but you know Whatever. Um, <laughs> bound to Blood on the Leaves. And this leads me to my second biggest grievance is this first round matchup. And I think that we're going to differ on this. But in the Donda uh, section, Runaway is a number four seed facing Blood on the Leaves, a number 13 seed in the first round. And here's the problem with this. I consider Blood on the Leaves a top three Kanye yeah. song. But the pro I think most people would pick Runaway just because of that song's relevance and that song's attachment to Kanye. But, like, I, I'm sitting here like, I knocked out Runaway in the first round because I feel so strongly about Blood on the Leaves. And that's crazy. Like, how, how does one of those songs not make it to the second round? Yeah, I, but if we think about it from Kanye fans, 
Um, I know that Runaway had, I mean, it, it was on the MTV uh, Music Awards. It was uh, a, uh, it was a heavy rotation radio play when radio, at a, at a time when radio still mattered a bit. Um, and Blood on the Leaves didn't have that uh, same sort of uh, impact in the zeitgeist. But you and I both went to the same Kanye's concert when the biggest moment of hype and the crowd reaction was when the yep. the music dropped for Blood on the Leaves. Yeah, like the people never got they didn't get that excited when you heard the piano for Runaway. People uh, just to give you so we were at the Indianapolis date for Kanye St. Pablo tour. It was the opening night of the yeah. tour. It got so nuts when Blood on the Leaves started playing that he had to stop the song and calm people down because like people were literally like trampling each other. I'm so like, excited about just thinking about it. I know it's crazy though, right? But that so Blood on the Leaves is a 13 seed, and I think in a lot of people's brackets it loses in the first round, and that just seems crazy to me. But so, and this brings me to another point. Okay, Blood on the Leaves doesn't hold the same cultural weight that Runaway does because of its lack of just radio was, play. Yeah. But explain this to me. Can't tell. So let's look at the number one seeds that are here. All falls down. Touch the sky. Jesus walks and can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing is a, a top ten Kanye song for me. I personally love it. It was it was not a big single. How how is it a number one seed? You understand what I'm saying? And I love it. And I have it moving on pretty far. But like, it's not a big single, but it was a kickoff to uh, a pretty popular album. Okay. Um, I mean, it was it was it was certainly a top. 10 single for him or top 50 in terms but would of you consider it a number one seed over no. stronger from the same no, album of course not so that's what i'm saying i, I feel like the right. seedings are kind of wonky with this um i don't know was there anything that stuck out stood out to you that you were like gosh that that irritates me a little bit or that was kind of i can't believe new workout plan i mean it's barely even a it even barely qualifies as a song i don't know what um it's the fact that j cole there sampled it is that what gives it cultural relevance like it's a funny it's a funny yeah. bit but I don't know. I, I think we've kind of accepted at this point that it's not very good. <laughs> this is a, a, a pretty shitty selection of college dropout songs. Like School Spirits on here. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, not, the, not, the, not the best in terms of college, college dropout songs. But I will say um, one one that I loved was the fact that he, he did include Last Call. That's a great college yeah. dropout song. So something interesting for me in this, you know, Life of Pablo has an interesting uh, presence on this bracket. Looks like we got highlights, famous, real friends, thirty hours, no more parties in L.A., father stretched my hands, ultralight beam. Um, that's interesting. No wolves, um, but I think we're okay with having without having wolves on here. I really like that song. It's a good song. But I guess what happened for me is it. Let's say that each of these albums is like a conference, right? And there's always like a conference that has a really bad first round and yeah. like all the teams are out by the second or third round that was kind of pablo for me like it those songs did not fare well in this bracket with the exception of maybe one um i don't know and i feel like maybe that says something about me getting closer to being able to express how i feel about that as a full album how did i mean how did it's that album a, fare for you that out there's just not a bunch of um standout songs from that album ultralight beams really the only one that um as a complete song it it, it holds up as like a great song, even if just a few years later. And this is one thing we talked about when we discussed Father Stretch My Hands, which is incredibly at a 15 seed here. But the argument against Father Stretch My Hands is that it's not really a complete song. Right. Um, and if you just think about the Pablo songs, um, Real Friends or 30 Hours, they kind of go on too long. So mm -hmm. I'm not shocked that from a single by single uh, standpoint that, that Pablo doesn't hold up very well. 
So let's get into some of these actual matchups a little bit. So let's go back to the in the Donda division here, Runaway versus Blood on the Leaves. Who did you take there? Runaway. All right. That surprises me. I would have thought you – why did you take Runaway? Runaway is a favorite Kanye song. I hate to spoil it. It's what won the bracket for me. Wow. So, so both of those are arguably top three for me. Runaway is your winner. Yeah. So Runaway didn't make it out of the first round of my bracket and won yours. That is incredible. And Blood on the Leaves would be um, – if, if if I were seeding this, would have easily fallen in the uh, f- final four, um, at least the elite eight, probably final four. So if it was on the other side of the bracket, yeah. it makes the final four. Probably, probably. almost almost wow. undoubtedly. That is insane. Blood on the leaves, while an incredible song, um, doesn't have the difference between Blood on the Leaves and Runaway. Runaway, there there's. Blood on Leaves is a little bit more problematic. It's a more controversial, which is mm-hmm. is one reason it's such a great song. Um, and it relies it's it's the, the very interesting combination of two samples, right? Um, which is so much of what Kanye does well. However, the the uh, the music of Runaway, um, if I'm not mistaken, is not a sample at all. And uh, that has been such just the opening of Runaway is, is one of the most um, compelling. Uh, it's certainly a unique contribution that Kanye made and it's just from a sonic yeah. level it's just, it's just such a fascinating song well of course that piano line is definitely original um and it's kind of a, a moment that people point to it's with Kanye that the drums were sampled and of course it has the vocal sample um in it but yes I mean by and large you look at that song as kind of a, an original composition um okay so and this I I want to talk about this too how do you how did you pick it because like Let's say that we're picking this by the song's success. Like yeah. in that sense, you probably have Gold Digger versus Runaway in the championship. But I didn't pick it that way. I I found myself picking one. Which song do I like more? But also in certain points, like this song had a little bit more cultural weight than the other. So like in a tie scenario for me, I gave the cultural weight song the go ahead to move on. I think that's kind of how I looked at so this. So you, you thought of it more of as a, as a cultural impact rather than necessarily the impact it had on you. If you thought about it more in, in a grander sense. I think I think it took it more personally. Yeah. Well, I'm, um, I'm saying I did a mixture of both. Sure. Um, I think for me it was, it was what are the songs that I keep coming back to that I, that I have to play? But then there's a song um, a song that I, I, I don't listen to as much. We've, we've talked about this on previous po- podcasts. It's crack music. Just because the, the feeling of um, the turn in that song and the like, just how incredible it is. I don't listen to that song much, but man, when I do, that song just just it fires me up. And so that um, that would be another one. Just like what 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 in terms of impact did it make on me when I, when I first discovered those songs and listened to those songs? Yeah. Um, and then just repeat repeatability. You know? So did crack music move on in the first round? It did. How it far beat, did it go? It beat uh, New Slaves, and then I had it beating. Uh, uh, flashing lights, which is a tough one. Yeah, in the I'm second gonna, round, I want to come back to that. So I had New Slaves winning. It went to the Sweet Sixteen. That was one for me where it was kind of even on my enjoyment. So I went with like this song just is more important than crack music. I don't know if that's true or not. Can make a good argument either way. But New Slaves, I believe, includes the uh, the second verse of New Slaves. I believe is what Kanye says is his best writing of uh, any song. At least he had said that at the time. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, it's, you know, it's good, but it's not as good as crack music. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go down one from there. Flashing Lights versus Famous in the first round. I had trouble with this one. I went with Flashing Lights as well, but, you know, 
Famous is a great song, but it's problematic too. So. Yeah. Other than uh, "Runaway," can you think of a more iconic, um, uh, I don't know, piano uh, synthesizer riff? You know, like that's the, that that flashing lights music is just so yeah. compelling. This this bracket, this whole thing, kind of did make me think a little bit higher of graduation than I typically do. I yeah. found a lot of those songs moving on. Uh, what about at the bottom of the Northwest Division? Through the wire against no church in the wild. I put, and this is you're, this is going to anger you. No church in the wild moved on. I, I know we've disagreed on through the wire in the past, but I, I, I no church in the wild is a really great song. You're wrong. So that's just. I mean, I, I, we can go into that as much as you like. But Kyle, you How made far? a mistake. You, you made a mistake. How far Kyle, to... Kyle picked Virginia over <laughs> the University of Maryland. Baltimore County, and I picked the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. So, people, you just choose for yourself. You guys pick for yourself who you should listen to. I'm not trying to trying to influence your decision, but, but you should know that background. This is a thing where you could see through the wire. You could see a path that through the, through the wire has to the Final Four. I mean, like how? I mean, it, it, it made my it final, made your four. final Four. Yeah, exactly. So, That's what yes. I'm saying. There's so this yes, is so I can weird. see the path. Um, in the Donda division, Monster and Heartless was a really tough first rounder for me. I went with Monster, but I love Heartless. I, I do too. They're both great songs. But I mean, it's it's not really a competition. Like Monsters yeah, is a I monster. Know. I know. Um over on the Chicago side, we major in thirty hours. I put I had thirty hours moving on there, but that was kind of a, a tough one. Yeah, too. I had we major. Um I feel like we went thirty on hours all the... does feel like it's thirty hours long. It's a great, it's a very enjoyable song. But I, but it, I love that though because he has that part in the end where he's talking about you know this is these are the bonus tracks like you know I used to listen to albums and they'd let the beat ride and have the the bonus tracks. I'm like oh yeah that I don't know it's just kind of a throwback moment. It's it's a good song. Uh, slow jams versus no more parties in L.A. in the Chicago section. Yeah, slow jams is uh, it just doesn't have the same shelf life. No more parties in L.A. is such a such a fascinating lesson. It is. It's Kendrick Lamar's on that album, on that track. I know, but I went slow jams went to the Sweet Sixteen for me, and I. It's just it's it's got a lot. It was just I don't know when I think when I hear that song, I'm taken back to like my sophomore year yeah. of college, and and you know, blaring in the dorm room, and I don't know. It was just that was a song like even at parties and stuff. Like oh, slow huge. jams had a a good run of like being a really important song in my youth well i thought it was interesting too before the podcast you were telling me how you thought from an artistic standpoint twista has a lot more value than kendrick lamar so that was um that was an interesting <laughs> point that you made that uh, uh kamikaze is a better album than uh to pimp a butterfly and that's ridiculous just, and you can find you can follow kyle hawk at, <laughs> at, at kyle hawk on twitter I said none of that, but <laughs> but I will say this. Remember, like two thousand three, Twista. It was amazing. I went to a, a Twista concert in two thousand three. I did not know that, and uh, and and it was fantastic. And um, I couldn't uh, rap along with the lyrics because I couldn't keep up. But um, well, that's a whole that's a whole long story. But he was he was an an incredible live performer. Yeah, that's just a moment in time. That ca- that song was a moment. You know, I, I right. love No More Parties in L.A., but it didn't. It wasn't a moment for me. Well, I don't know how, what your relationship was like to Twista in, like, the late 90s, but he was always on these tracks for other albums, but yeah. none of those tracks ever popped. Mm-hmm. And what we keep coming back to again and again was how amazing College Dropout was 
was raising the profile for all these all of these rappers that were that had a profile, but it just hadn't hit the mainstream in the same way that they did in college dropout. And Twister was one of the great beneficiaries from that. Yeah, and yeah, he may have not been um, the most uh, exceptional rap artist of our time, but he, I mean, he got legitimately famous out of that, and, and yeah. had some pretty decent albums. Definitely. Um, in the Saint division. Uh, the one that stuck out to me was Spaceship versus Ultralight Beam. Ultralight Beam is not a 12 seed. I had Ultralight Beam. It went to the Sweet 16 and won that matchup, but I don't know. Where'd you go on that one? Uh, Ultralight Beam is in my final four. Okay. Um, what did you think? Ooh, what do you? Where do you think? I mean, obviously, Touch the Sky goes past the new new workout plan, but um, how far did Touch the Sky go? I feel like that's, that's an interesting song. Touch the Sky is in my final four. Okay. Um, so here's let me, let me, cause it gets beat by ultralight beam, but that was a tough one for me. Yeah. So I'll talk about touch the sky for a second and explain that. Um, one of the reasons that I fell in love with Kanye, I've, I've talked about this before, but this is going to do a little further explainer. I mean, one cause dropout came in and it embodied so much of like the social voice, the sampling style of like the underground hip hop that I loved only it blew up on the mainstream. So conscious rap was suddenly like bleeding on to radio when College Dropout came in, I was already familiar and listening to Lupe Fiasco. There was yeah. a whole group of us that could not... There was a... You know, when I say group, I'm talking about people online and people I used to talk with of like, why is Lupe Fiasco not the most popular rapper in the world, right? So Lupe gets on this verse on Touch the Sky and it's just like Twista. Suddenly Lupe Fiasco is, is known in the mainstream like radio world. But this is... You know, for me, that was a special moment because I felt so good about seeing that happen for Lupe, even though it felt weird that he had to be on a Kanye album for it to happen. But his verse... His verse on that song is one of my favorite verses of all time. Like, it's just so good. Like, every time he gets that line of... uh but I still feel possessed as a gun charge. Like I just, I lose my, I just throw my hands up in the air. I've heard it like a million times, but it's such a good verse. And that song is just so fun. It's a great song. And it's one of the, one of the best samples he's ever had. And it's, I mean, I know I I get what you're saying about it's, it's weird that he had to do it through a Kanye album, but it's cool that it was um, a large, like a, a a more famous Chicago artist kind of bringing Mm -hmm. up another guy from Chicago. Yeah, no question. But it is interesting to think about, because I have Ultralight Beam facing Touch the Sky in the Sweet 16, which is kind of the tipping point for that whole side of the bracket. Mm, same, same as... Same and you're same. talking about two songs that have a monumental verse from a guest that kind of blows up from that point. Chance the Rapper, we could make a lot of comparisons between just in terms of cultural rappers. relevance with Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Like That's the most interesting thing about those two songs to me. And then they kind of face off. So... I, what made you go Ultralight Beam over Touch the Sky? I think Ultralight Beam is is a more ambitious song in terms of um, just all the turns it takes. Um, I know that both of them launched are sort of uh, ex- they both helped the 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 guest verses, but Chance it sort of tr- transformed Chance and in, in, in the Zeitgeist um, the way that it didn't for Lupe. Like you yeah, know, that's Lupe, true. Um, that, that verse is so iconic and the fact that he did it on Saturday Night Live and the fact it was yep. the centerpiece. It's the centerpiece of that entire album. Yeah. Um, it's, it just has, it has more power than Touch the Sky for me. What I'll always think about with Ultralight Beam is the lead up to the life of Pablo with no evidence whatsoever. You were telling me how, I don't even think it was called Life of Pablo at the time. It was still Swish or something. Yeah. You were like, this is going to be a gospel album, Kyle. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Why would you say that? 
then that madness madison square garden event the first one comes on so Light beam and i was like what the hell is happening <laughs> it was like was brock hanging out in the studio with kanye i don't understand I wish. This. um okay let's unless there's any like first round matchups you want to discuss do you want to like just talk about our elite eight and final four yeah, songs let's, here let's go into it share your elite eight Talk about each of those four matchups. Well, uh, the first one in the the Northwest bracket was kind of a wild pick. I have Last Call. Last Call, I think, wow, it's a huge upset. Um, beats Devil in a New Dress, which is another one of my favorites. Um, but Last Call, like I cannot tell you the level of charm in that song, um, and the just the the boldness. To go to talk for twenty minutes after the song is over, which it could have been like a really nice, tight, fun addition to College Dropout. Instead, he just goes off and explains, and and in a way that's much funnier and compelling than the same thing he does in Thirty Hours. Yeah, because um, it kind of chronicles his career. But that the 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 two back to back lines where he talks about. Uh, having the black card and he talks about yeah. uh, miracle whips like yeah. i it as a as a 16 year old listening to that album <laughs> who was like a, a total writing nerd like it charmed me in a way that like that's probably one of the reasons i'm still driving down to your house on a saturday afternoon like wanting to talk about kanye like that's yeah. such uh like that was such a great experience yeah well, that's awesome that's a really i i know you i i think i knew that you thought highly of that song, but that was that kind of makes a lot of that clear. So last call faced what in the Elite Eight? It faced uh, can't tell me nothing, which is another song that I love, but just didn't make the cut. Then I go wait a through... second. Are you talking? I think you're talking about Sweet Sixteen. Like jump forward one. Um, hold on here. Because can't tell me nothing would have faced last call. Oh, the Elite Eight matchup. Got it. So last call faced uh, through the wire. Right and last call advanced to the final four. No, through the wire one. Okay, cool. um, through the wire is just a great song. Yeah. So, and who do you your, have? Your two elite eights both lost in my first round. I put Hey Mom over Last Call. Um, my elite eight in that bracket is Can't Tell Me Nothing, which is one of my favorite Kanye songs against Love Lockdown. Which, when I look at it, it's almost I, I almost can't believe that Love Lockdown made the elite eight, but it just did. The matchups just really leaned in its favor. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you probably had Love Lockdown losing in the first round. No, I had it winning. I mean, it's a, that's a, um, it's a unique Sonic experience in, in the Kanye catalog, but yeah. it certainly is not better than Through the Wire. So in my in that uh, spot in the Elite Eight, Can't Tell Me Nothing advanced over Love, Love Lockdown to the Final Four. What about the uh, Elite Eight in the Donda division? I have uh, Runaway facing all of the lights with Runaway advancing. Interesting. So All Falls Down must have lost to Runaway? Uh, lost to Monster. Wow. But no, okay. Now, if so like four years ago when we did that like top 20 Kanye songs, you remember that first Kanye podcast we did? I remember giving you hell because you didn't include Monster in your top yeah. 20. And now it's knocking out All Falls Down in the well, Sweet 16. The farther away we get from Monster, the more we realize that the reason that that song stays in our minds and stays on our on our Spotify shuffle. It's just how incredible the Jay Z verse is. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I was looking at the thing, not really listening, and then for a second, I was like, wait a second, what are you talking? Guys, that's about? a joke. The Jay Z's verse is is terrible. Um, you know, if I if I all falls all falls down, the last verse of that song is one of the most incredible Kanye verses. 
Um, I just enjoy listening to Monster more, and I didn't necessarily feel that way four years ago when we first when wow. we did our first. This is crazy. Kanye podcast. So my, my beautiful dark just a fantasy kind of like runs the show in that section of the bracket Absolutely. for you. It seems like yeah. So I've got All Falls Down facing all the lights in the Elite Eight with All Falls Down advancing. Oh, um, wow. I didn't really have to... All Falls Down is my favorite Kanye song, one of my favorite songs of all time. So for me, just... I mean, there's so many good songs in this bracket. Monster is great. Heartless is great. Blood on the Leaves is one of my favorite songs. Like, if I'll say this. If All Falls Down wasn't in that bracket, Blood on the Leaves would have advanced to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, it would have faced all the lights, but... It is what it is, so all falls down over all the lights. Um, what about Chicago? I have stronger facing power with stronger winning. Okay, so talk a little bit about that. Stronger's one of I, I, I feel like I've we've talked about this before, but I, you I, had a moment. With I stronger. just come back to these moments with Kanye. I just yeah. come back to like I can remember. I've I don't I don't think I'm trying to remember. Ever feeling a greater sense of just joy and excitement than I did when um, than I heard Stronger. I had ne- I had not heard the original Daft Punk song. Mm. Um, I didn't know where it was coming from. It was so out of left field compared to what we had heard on College Dropout and um, and, and um, uh, Late Registration. And to the, the first time hearing that song, and I remember the, the the way it happened was someone said, "Have you heard the?" the new Kanye song. And I thought they were talking about can't tell me nothing. And I was like, yeah, this, it's really cool. It's a cool video. And, um, and, and I hadn't, and then when they played it and they're like, no, 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 it's not that song. It's a song called stronger. Like just the, my brain leaked out of both my ears <laughs> and, uh, power is an incredible song. It's, it's, it's such a good addition to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but it just does not have the same weight or meaning that uh, stronger does. Okay. Yeah. That's another very personal story. I, I, uh, stronger, I heard the first time in a car, driving in a car, it came on the radio, like right after it dropped as a single, which doesn't happen anymore, clearly. But I still remember the first time I heard it being like, whoa, this changes things. Like, it's so, it was so, it's hard to think about it now, but you framed it really well, like coming out of college drop out my registration and then stronger. It was just like so stark and unexpected that it, like, it was a real, Real punch to the jaw in Strong, a good way. Stronger feels like the song that Kanye listens to to pump himself up to make more great music. Yeah. It's just so – yeah, it's such a perfect distillation of, of what makes him a great artist. So I looked at this a little bit differently. You had Jesus – we should talk about that. So yesterday the first ever 16 seed in the in the men's NCAA bracket upset a number one seed. And you had a 16 over a one. Why did you pick Murder to Excellence over Jesus Walks? I love that song. I think it's it's one of my favorites from uh, Watch the Throne. Jesus Walks is is um, it's an incredible song. I'm not trying to take away. I, I just think that there's so many better songs on College Dropout than Jesus Walks. Murder to Excellence kind of stands out for me on the Watch the Thrones uh, album. It's and when I compare the two, which one am I going to go back to more? Um, Murder to Excellence, I think, is aging better. And then then Jesus Walks. Okay. So in my Elite Eight there, I've got Jesus Walks um, against Power and Power moving on to the Final Four. I've become more convinced over the past year that Power is one of the best songs Kanye's ever written. Mostly listening to that podcast, Dissect, uh, Ricole kind of breaks it down, the just the build of that song and how it's flipping even its chorus on its head as the song progresses. And it kind of ends with 
this Kanye character's suicide leading into the uh, kind of that funeral dirge of all the lights and then into the kind of afterlife thing like that, that changed it for me. Plus the idea of like the video and the sort of Damocles hanging over Kanye's head and just the idea of like how he views power of like i'm literally standing here with a sword hanging by its thread over my head because he just come out of the taylor swift incident and so he's contemplating about this power he has as an artist that in a moment's notice like he can just be beheaded and lose all of it and that that song is just extremely it's it's an it's an incredible song you know one of the interesting things that we've 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 mentioned a few times you just mentioned the video i mentioned saturday saturday night live earlier and some i mentioned the video for can't tell me nothing um some of the things around these albums and around these songs that have nothing to do with music or the mm-hmm. songwriting, um, it does play a level of importance to you and I. And I didn't really yep. expect that before we got on the mics and started doing the podcast. Yeah, there's no question about it. Um, just, you know, again, All Falls Down is my favorite song, but I love the music video for that song, too. I remember just it's incredible music video. Yeah, it's fantastic. The shot of him with the mustard stain yep. in the mirror is yeah. just one of the coolest shots we had seen in a music video. It's so simple. Um, and, um, oh, what's the lady's name? That's the star of it. Oh, Um, uh, Stacy dash. And there's no, no one has any issues with Stacy dash. She's just become America's sweetheart since then. (laughs) And, uh, it's no one, it's, she's not problematic at all to talk about (laughs) Stacy dash. Uh, she's running for Congress, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, if nothing else, this podcast is just an endorsement of Stacy dash for Congress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. You always bring the fire to this podcast. I like it. Um, so let's talk about the Saints division. Who's your Elite Eight and who advances? In the Saints, I have uh, Ultra Light Beam versus a Shocker. Heard him say. Ooh. Heard him say. Now, unfortunately, heard him say it, it, the, the Elite Eight was as far as I got. Ultra Light Beam advances. You just love Adam Levine so much. Um, yeah, when you think about all the great artists that were propelled by being the Kanye song. Most importantly, Adam Levine, Maroon 5. I really need you to defend this, though. I got to figure this out. Um, that song so casually starts that album and just has some hammer lines in there that come out of nowhere. It's be- it's like it's laid back. It is both laid back and aggressive and um uh I don't I can't think of a a, a a stronger partnership than what Kanye was doing and then what Maroon 5 were doing. I mean, those are, those really, <laughs> no one was pushing art in the mid aughts like Maroon 5. <laughs> and to see those two titans come together, those two, e- those two equals of, of, um, of American art. I mean, you think about what, when you think about Kyle, who who are the artists that we will enshrine in museums that we will build statues to we think first and foremost of adam levine um you can't even say his name right Levine, Um, adam levine look you know keith olbermann loves that track i know but (laughs) i'm sorry there's just no yeah i mean i had it advancing over i wonder but yeah no further than that what, so, is it, what does it beat here? It beats, um, um, yeah. Tell me its path. I have uh, homecoming being gorgeous, um, which is a really one I did not care about at all. Um, and then Herm say beats that. Then it beats bound two. Uh, so I Paris. Okay. Paris bound two being Paris. Uh, then Herm say beats. Yeah, I want so to talk it's, about it's, that. It's, it's a it's a it's a um, 
product of its environment. Like it's it's, it's in a pretty weak group. I think. I think that's the weakest section is the bottom of the same. So I'll I've got Touch of Sky advancing over Paris, and I'm going to defend Paris in a second. But I can also see a scenario where I could have had Bound to just going straight into the Elite Eight without much issue. It ran into Paris before it could get there, but like. Let's talk about that because Bound Two is a song that a lot of Kanye fans really love. I love Bound Two. It's a great Kanye song. Any argue, it's really hard to make the argument that Kanye is the most important part of Paris. Yeah, certainly okay. from a lyrical standpoint. I mean, I, I know he produced a song, and, and the production of that song is probably right. his main takeaway. That's a but... great point. Um, you know, we talked about Paris a couple of weeks ago, you and I, and I was talking about how important that song is, um, particularly the Jay Z line. You know, you escape, but I escape you being Paris getting fucked up too yeah. like that was a moment um that we needed and really kind of like makes sense of that whole album um so I love Paris and but I think you're right I, I think Jay-Z is kind of the owner of that song so as I look at this now I, I almost want to to change my vote to have bound to going into the elite eight i still have touched the sky go to the final four but um yeah that's really a good point i think the other thing is i don't think kanye's verse is bad on that song it's it's but it's kind of a fart and compared to jay-z's like it's, well, it's, it's just, he's being funny yeah you know and it's it's it, it it doesn't um it doesn't hit the stride of the album that um that i think jay-z's verse does I mean, you know, you think about that Jay-Z line compared to, you know, what she ordered fish fillet. I mean, you weigh those two lyrics, you know, and you can just feel the, the you know, how culturally impactful and uh, important both those lines are together. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm making did, a joke. It did a ton yeah. for fish fillets. Thanks for laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, final four. I've got Can't Tell Me Nothing, All Falls Down, Power, and Touch the Sky. I have All Falls Down advancing and beating Power in the final. What'd you have? I had Stronger, Ultralight Beam, Runaway, um, Through the Wire, um, Stronger versus uh, Runaway beats Through the Wire, Stronger beats Ultralight Beam, and then Runaway wins. Um, and so Power, is. It, do you think if you don't, um, in the last year, uh, if we do this last March, Power's not in your final four, is it? Let me look at the bracket again. It's possible. Um, That's one of the more interesting things I think we've taken from our conversation. If we just think about the two of us, we're we're changing in, in, the, in the way we see yeah. these songs. Here's a okay. Here's a uh, shocker. If we do this one year ago, I think "Say You Will" advances to the final four. Right? I'm not. I'm record. not. I am not shocked by that. Um, I had that losing the first round. By the way, did yeah. good morning. Did did any eight oh eight songs advance very far for you? Um, no, none of them did. I don't think I had any of them getting out of the first round. The hard part for me is oh, love other... lockdown. Um, and amazing was just it was it wasn't bad. I mean, that amazing is a great song. Yeah, um, heartless is a good song, but face monster, like you know what I mean. Like this is um, it... say you. I don't feel the same way about say you well that you do. So that's sure. And I don't I don't really give a shit about streetlights. So. Yeah, Streetlights, that, that know, has no weird. business in here. As a number eight seed, so my second favorite Kanye song is Welcome to Heartbreak, and it did not make yeah. this, this 64. So if it was in there, it absolutely would have been in the Final Four, barring you know a, a bad matchup or it's, something. But. It's possible that Carrington has never felt heartbreak, so he doesn't <laughs> in any way connect with that album. Oh, and man. also, Yeezus. Yeah. Yeezus wasn't... So Carrington, um, maybe he's just found his one true love, and she's treated him wonderfully. And that has not been Kanye West's experience. 
Well, again, graduation and college dropout both get a lot of love in this bracket. I mean, they are they are uh, very plentiful in terms of the the songs that made this field of sixty four. So, so how'd you feel after? Now we've done it. We've talked through it. What what are your takeaways? My first takeaway is that I know within the next five years, you and I are going to figure out some way to talk about our favorite Kanye songs again. It may not be. Uh-huh. We'll have to find some way to do it. Um, but I am just, it's fun. It's fun to do an experiment like this because it's forcing you to compare songs and whittle down a list in a way that you otherwise wouldn't, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at any list, the sole function of any list is to make the people upset. Like, no one ever has a good yeah. relationship with any list sure, yeah. because it's it's inherently subjective and it leaves – and you're much more passionate about the things it leaves off than the things it includes. Yeah. And if you ask me, if we're really looking at it, he included some incredible songs that – uh, a lot of people may not include in their top 64. And mm-hmm. uh, that's true. He does. Uh, it, this is a very interesting, somewhat problematic list, but he has some good additions. So I, I got it. My hat is off to, to Carrington, and I'm so glad that he did this list. Yeah. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think you make a really great point. Like, you know, there's there's lots of lists where Last Call probably isn't in the field of 64, you know? Yeah. So, I mean,. And again, it's all about just kind of the personal connections you have. And both you and I are unique and, well, not that unique. I mean, a lot of Kanye fans, that's what music is, is you have these moments in your life, the things that you connect to, the way you identify certain points in time with music. That's something that I like to talk about and think about. And certainly Kanye West is an artist who has a lot of moments in my life and I can remember certain times and I can hear a certain song playing in the background. You know what I mean? Um I don't think there's an artist that I've had more um, compelling moments in my life centered specifically on music than Kanye. I mean, it's followed – like, you know, I started listening – Kanye, um, I didn't – unlike you, I did not know about him um, other than his um, his short uh, – ver- not verse, his short uh, part on, on the blueprint. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about Kanye. Um, and I certainly, I certainly didn't know of him as a producer in that – his 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 part on the blueprint is so short and and unremarkable. Right. Um. But I Kanye College Dropout came out when I was uh, a sophomore in high school, spring of uh, sophomore year. And I think about even well into my late twenties, like what an important um, artist he's been. Yeah. And this is why it's so fun to revisit this list because you're just taken back to scenes in your life that were so compelling and yeah. centered on Kanye songs. And as much as he might be problematic as an artist. And there are so much. There's so much that surrounds uh, Kanye that's uncomfortable. There's so much that surrounds Kanye's music that is personal that means so much, and it's why we keep coming back to this guy yeah. and doing podcasts. Yeah, great, great way to sum things up. Um, and I feel very similar. You know, Cause Dropout dropped when I was in college, um, and for me, up to that point, Nas had been that artist in my life. But Nas's final, like, really great moment happened right before College Dropout dropped. And so it was a transition for me into, like, this new period of life where Kanye would kind of become the soundtrack. So very cool. Thanks for doing this. On short notice, folks, Brock Benefield was recording another podcast on the other side of town today. I drove all the way over here uh, to do this, to talk about this really arbitrary, trivial bracket of Kanye songs. And I'm so grateful uh brock for you dropping by and uh you know hopefully we'll have another new album by a certain someone coming up soon you know kanye's in wyoming in the mountains in a cave recording what could be the next album so uh sounds like a lot of different folks have been making the trek up the mountain with him i'm excited but we will discuss that when it comes so 
Thanks. Kyle, thanks for having me as always. That's going to do it for now. Uh, come visit our website. It's alldead.com. Got a lot of cool things coming up this spring. A lot of, a lot of really exciting albums coming around the corner, including my favorite band, Under Oath, making their triumphant return. We'll have a review for that soon. Also got some really exciting podcast guests coming up. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Go to subscribe to our podcast right now. Pull up iTunes, your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button and also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. That is it for today. Um, and yeah, you've been listening to It's All Dead. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the It's All Dead podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then visit us at itsalldead.com for the latest music news, reviews, and much more.